0: to The Acolytes of Merlin. We're your hosts, Johnny and John. And today we will be... This is our second episode of talking about The Eye of the World, the first book in The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan.
1: Yep. And there are a couple things we wanted to go over. Well, more than a couple (laughs) things that we wanted to go over um, that we didn't before. Um, What would you like to do first, Johnny?
0: Let's talk about... Alzaman. yeah, or that, the Dark One.
1: That is uh, in general um, because um, I'm seeing a dream sequence here, and um, I remember that was the first time that you were like, "Whoa, this is getting good."
0: Yeah, that was the the first time Alzaman shows up in one of Rand's dreams. That was a hook for me because it was it was really he he was pretty intimidating right out of the gate Rand was like and now i will say it was a little bit kind of i don't want to say cliche is not the right word but he's kind of like i deny you dark one like blah 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 blah." and i'm i'm kind of like you you don't really care that much yet
1: (laughs) yeah that makes sense i don't know if he's like trying to especially like be Overcompensate um, heroically because he's he's still just a, a farm boy Pro- and he's probably just, and he's trying to sound the part,
0: right? Yeah, and I think that's probably it and it's that's not the a, best
1: interpretation.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I like that, and it's, it's not a big deal. Um, but I mean, that on appearing that early on definitely a, overshadows awkwardness from Ren how Jordan would have kind of awkwardly written Rand in that, but it, it was really cool to kind of see the main villain, uh, in the opening, like third of the book like, yeah. on screen. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And you, full disclosure, guys, I, I did not read this or any of the future wheel of time books in preparation. I'm going off of my couple of reads, um, in the recent past. Um, but I remember that the Zaman's dialogue wasn't
0: wasn't overly cheesy. No, villainy. no, it yeah, it wasn't. Which is yeah, it, it wasn't. Which is it's interesting if you think about like major villains in fantasy. Like S- Sauron is like the like villain that all dark lords are based off of in modern fantasy. Except he
1: doesn't say a word exactly. unless you count the mouth of Sauron.
0: Yeah, like, I, I yeah. yeah, like, it's, cause he's more of, like, a just evil entity present than, like, kind of the opposition of, like, really everybody. I mean, he's, He's called like the enemy with a capital E. Well, do they do this? In, they do that. in I they bet like, they enemy. do. They do I that. I
1: bet they do it in this. They do that in
0: like they do that in Stormlight. Like, Maureen sent. Maureen does. Yeah, say, I
1: swear she does. She's she's like, um, I will not let you three fall to, into, to fall to the enemy. Yeah, like yeah. I know they. They, like, they together are the One Ring.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And the
1: imagery, uh, just to finish up with that dream mm. sequence, the, the 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 dreamlike imagery
0: and the fight with the fires and yeah. was was quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of has burned out balls along with kind of like fire for his eyes and mm-hmm. like yeah, it, it is a really cool sequence. Yeah.
1: Hellfire.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Uh, let's see here,
1: um, and it. I, it is cool how he doesn't know um, because he, uh, he sends these dreams out, Balzamon, Balzamon to all three of the guys, mm-hmm. Ran Matt, and Perrin. Um, it is interesting that he doesn't know which one of them is who he's looking for. Yes, because he talks to them all as if they're the dragon. Mm-hmm. But I think he I, he makes it clear. That he's kind of he's he's striking
0: out partially blindly. Yes, yes. Because Matt and because Matt and Perrin all, you f- I forget if they either tell Rand explicitly or he kind of finds out. But like you, you find out they all have similar, like pretty much the same dream. Um, and that would be because Balzamon doesn't know who exactly he's supposed to be looking. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and that, um, yeah, that's, that seems somewhat realistic that they have he has some semblance of an idea of where he's. At. I don't think we know how at this point how he can narrow it down even that much.
0: No. Um, no, and, and it's possibly
1: because they're Tavaren.
0: Yeah, I mean, Maybe. I, I, I feel like Tavaren is kind of the. That's kind of his. I, I do I kind of feel like that's Jordan's plot device. Whenever like he doesn't have like a plot reason yet for something to happen, he'll <laughs> just kind of say, "Well, the, they're Taverans, so things are going to happen to them." Yeah. That's or right. like they were drawn, people are drawn to them, or whatever that type of thing. Um, not I'm not saying it's it doesn't at least so far become like a Deus Ex Machina, but it is a little bit like you could say Balzamon. ...could partially find them because of that.
1: That's possible. Cool.
0: Yeah, and it, it it's interesting because he's... Um, the, the closest thing that I'm kind of thinking about mainly is... Um, ...in in this, the, this would be, like, Frodo in Lord of the Rings... ...with, like, Sauron trying to find him with the ring. Uh, so, yeah. So the difference is, like, when he puts on the ring... ...it's pretty explicit to, like, the ring rates... ...and different, like, Sauron mortar creatures who and where he is.
1: That's more immediately obvious, though, because it's Gandalf makes it clear pretty early on that Sora put himself in that ring. Oh, yes. It's he like, hey, he mm. can find himself. Makes sense. Yes. Magic and, system-wise. Yes,
0: and and because of magic mumbo-jumbo that happened at the beginning of Harry Potter, Voldemort is able to... He doesn't really... Well, I, well whether... Okay, I guess whether or not... Voldemort knows exactly where Harry is. Doesn't really matter until like certain parts of the story. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in this, if Balzaman knew exactly like where they were, it matters because he's going to send trolllocks and fades to get them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he seems to know
1: that much at least. Um, but he can't do anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, is 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 typical for you know, you can't you can't meet the main uh, villain. Main, main villain. Quite that early no
0: no um, uh, no they, they, when it whenever that happens that's like if link me if link were to meet ganondorf in there uh, in the beginning of the game and ganondorf kicks his butt and then you spend the rest of the game trying to get back to fight ganondorf <laughs> that's right
1: oh that's that's really appropriate
0: it's <laughs> a
1: reference every episode folks yeah, yeah we'll
0: we'll we'll scale back a little bit but
1: <laughs> um i see here uh that you had thought of the sh- these uh, these shared dreams as um, a metaphor for um, their uh, com- coming into themselves, coming of age. Do you want to expand on that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's... We talked about this a little bit in the last episode with Egwene, uh, but I think it is that it's more these things that they're experiencing, these dreams about, I mean about something bad that, or unfamiliar things that could happen to them. Uh, Specific, well, dream-wise, Heron, I think, is a better metaphor for that with the wolves. But we can um, go into that in a little bit. Well, yeah, we can just go into that now, I guess. Yeah, that's a good segue. Yeah, that's a good segue. Yeah. So we have this whole deal
1: um, of, you know, we've been with Rand for so long and now we're with, uh, Perrin, he's you know, dealing with his own stuff um, it is a we have to kind of look at this um, the, the, these dreams that um Baal-Zaman is a part of as well as um, this seemingly possibly related um, dream telepathy alternate world type thing Oh with yeah. Karen. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and it's I, I think it's not quite if there's a connection there, it's not clear on it um potentially on purpose. Um but it is worth it. I I think the connection is definitely there and
0: yes. easy to see. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Like it's pretty there yeah, like the I I think there's like wool well uh trying to make figure out in which book some some of the dream stuff blends together between the books for me, but um dreamlike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's dreamlike. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely Perrin experiencing wolf things in his dreams is I would definitely agree linked to in some way to what Rand and Matt are also experiencing. Um, now, did you... Uh, did we talk about Elias? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that you really
1: liked Elias um,
0: from the start. Yes, um, I think he's a... I liked him because he's kind of... He's different than a lot of the characters we've met so far. Uh, especially in that he really wants nothing to do with... the One Power or the fight against the Dark One... Uh, and he makes that pretty clear because he says uh, so. Uh, kind of backtracking a little bit, he's L- Les's parents kind of sort of mentor with wolves. Sure, yeah, that's bit. that's
1: a, that's his function, that's his primary function. Yeah,
0: it, yeah. Uh, and so he makes it pretty clear, like, hey, this isn't the one power. Uh, I, I don't. Al- he doesn't ally himself with those who use the one power like he's had some not he hints or explicitly states that he's had not so uh pleasant run-ins with Aya Sedai mm-hmm. uh and they I hint that they wanted to study speak, him, probably. Study him yeah. yeah probably study him uh because he because it's Elias that says pretty explicitly that what Perrin and he are doing with the wolves is older than the One Power. Yes, uh, which is really interesting, since the One Power seems to be at this point basically like creation energy, right, of, of a sort. It's like
1: this big. It's 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 at least made to be this big, big essential core makeup of what makes the world go around. But then you... But, you know, as as typical, if, if you've kind of, you're kind kind of centralized on that, then as a civilization, um, or at least in the case of the Aya Sedai, mm-hmm. you kind of get blinded by that and miss what else... what other
0: forms magic might take. Yes. Yes. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And... and a lot of the other things in the series are kind of variations of the One Power, but this is very clearly not. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I'm I, I have to be honest. I'm trying to think of anything in this book or, or, or books later that are um, very explicitly not of the One Power, because I there there are many ways um, in many di- different civilizations. Um, where they use the one power differently and they build their society hierarchically slightly differently um,
0: yes. based on the one power. But it really is always about the one power. Right. And so it's kind of... I mentioned this in the other previous on previous episode that it is refreshing to kind of see uh, something that's a little different and works a little differently. And mm-hmm. Elias is certainly a little more eccentric or different than, like, how the Aya Sedai handled their magic. (laughs) Maybe the only other thing is Shadar Lagoth. Oh, yes. I don't think that's one power. I I don't think it is. Based off of what we see in this book, it's not. Because the only, yeah, because it's, I mean, the the Trollocs and the Fades have to do with the one, From what I gathered, I mean, they have to do with the dark one, so I kind of, by extension, would say they had to do with the one power. Mm -hmm. Like, not like, not that they can channel, obviously, but like, they there's somehow like there's stuff there with the one power. Mm -hmm. But you would have folks who say who (coughs)
1: children (coughs) of the (laughs) light that would say that um, because even if it doesn't have anything to do with the one power, not that they would know but because they don't
0: understand it, he can communicate with wolves. He's dark friend. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Hmm. It's almost like with the uh, white cloaks where the children of the light. It's almost like that's a politically convenient excuse to just kind of do whatever they want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the children are, um, you know, obviously have some sort of, uh, cultish religious thing um, mm-hmm. atta- attached to them, um, and, and and I would
0: say explicitly militaristic too.
1: Yes. Oh, they absolutely yeah. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because they, you know, they operate um, in Amador, but and, and they have bas- equal, if not greater, power
0: than the king. There, I mean, the king certainly doesn't tell them what to do. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I mean, um, we don't get a whole lot of that in this book, but yeah, I
1: think we know they're in Amador. We do, yeah, we do, yeah,
0: yes. Because when Perrin and Egwene get captured, they're like they talk about taking them to Amador because mm-hmm. they threaten them with like torturing. Them. Right. Yeah, and
1: they m- might mention the questioners, which are they which do, are yes. basically you know Spanish Inquisition. But yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I, Oh, I like the White Cloaks as kind of another group of antagonists to our main characters, because they're... It's like you were saying with the cultish-religious part. It's an extreme... It's something that, in theory, is good, but taken to its extreme.
1: Yeah, very soon in the series, the first book, um, you have... Uh, the expected conflict between the heroes and the forces of darkness um, but then right away you get these these complete opposite in some ways totally human um, in the name devoted to the light um, and that's mm-hmm. their main thing but they're still not good guys
0: right because the, they're they're zealous yes and the, the, the question would then well what what, what is related to what is related to the light I mean y- you would think well y- y- as a reader we would think oh it's the is Sedai, wh- or at least an is Sedai who's not like evil would be work it would be work with the light but the children may be the,
1: epit- the epitome of the light right, right then,
0: but the children say no they're the worst thing ever yes <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah, so I, I like that kind of interaction. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, Do we want to talk, so, let's, we'll backtrack a little bit to the Tuatha'an, or the traveling people. Yeah, um, they, they, you compared them to
1: the, um, uh, from the, from the King Killer Chronicle, just cause they're, um, a traveling troop, um. Though they aren't, they they, they they are similar in some ways. I think they they do play music and stuff. Yes. Um, so they are performers, but they're mainly tinkers. And they're and they're, the other name for them is the, is the tinkers. Right. Right. And yeah, they're it, it's you have this kind of
0: uh, not nation without borders type mm-hmm. thing. moving. Yeah, I think they're. <laughs> They say in this, uh, yeah, that they, um, they're one of the only people that are allowed into the IO Waste. That's right. That's right. Uh, they, they
1: have that kind of, well, one, they, they don't pose a threat because they're, you know, they're nonviolent. They have the way of the leaf. Yes. Um, and it just kind of shows you how um, they are implicitly accepted in all areas of the world. Um, which makes them fare better than the edema Rue. <laughs> uh puts yes. them in a better situation. Yes,
0: that's it's pretty much the opposite of how the world reacts to the edema Rue in Kingkiller Chronicle. Uh, but it is, uh, even so, there's not uh, entire ex- or complete acceptance. So, for example, like when Elias and Perrin are with them, that's kind of a cool interaction because Elias is, he's not like explicitly like a sav- savagely violent with the wolves, but there's something about him and the wolves that is n- kind of naturally unsettling to the Tuathaan.
1: And Elias himself, certainly, because he, the image we get of him is that he carries himself with a uh, a sort of fluid grace that will move into violence. Yes, um, mm-hmm. maybe, be, it is warder esque though,
0: because um, yes, because they going to be a warder. I did they say that? I I hope so. <laughs> I don't know if I knew that, but <laughs> they I might have forgotten. Uh, well, and that's how they always describe Lan as like like you didn't know he was like there until he was right in front of your face because his like invisibility cloak <laughs> that's right didn't uh and it's funny because every single description is he describes it like an invisibility cloak in the yep. way that land moves even though he but is like an imperfect an imperfect
1: one, one yes. of the imperfect ones that do exist in the potter world
0: yes because he because um. he is land Lan is kind of this hulking like, not not hulking but he's a very large and like built person yeah and that's kind of a, that it's a very defined physical thing Feature of his that is described pretty much any time he's on screen, as I as Jordan kind of likes repeating description to certain characters. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, because uh, yeah, we want to make sure that we remember their <laughs> their basic stuff. But yeah, I think that's why um Elias um is
0: generally disliked by the Tuatha'an. Yes, yeah, and and they wouldn't, the Tuatha'an would not be openly hostile toward him but they might they might they're kind of it's more kind of veiled cynicism and hostility I guess you could say mm-hmm.
1: yeah I agree um, the other thing I want to talk about as far as well there are two things I want to talk about as far as uh, the, their time with the uh, Tuatha on Is one uh, the 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 kind of character one character defining moment um, I think for Perrin in the while he's with Elias, it has to do with um, with the axe that he carries. um, How Elias tells him to um, not to throw it away because Perrin still has reservations about using it and so therefore he'll use it wisely and Elias says to t- uh, says to only throw it away when you like using it yes that's a great piece mm-hmm. and that is it, it fits with the earlier characterization of Perrin of like not being big and not wanting to hurt people and this kind of takes it to a slightly another dimension
0: Yes. Along okay. his
1: character track.
0: Yes, and, and, and I think what's also great about that is Elias kind of not making that as, he's not talking about just pairing, because he, I forget the exact quote, but he basically, Elias says, like mo- most most people like would not get rid of the axe when they enjoy using it. Uh, Meaning, like most people would become like hyper, not hy- become more violent, or just because they can.
1: Mm-hmm. I uh, think that's what he's insinuating. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's one thing, and then the the other thing, um, is that I, I kind of shifting into talking about character first, Perrin, and then Egwene, who and we and I'd like you to give kind of a, a general sense of how you you feel about Egwene in this book, because I don't think. I've heard that from you yet. Um, but before I before we say that, um, she's kind of she's really been unlike anyone else in her total like this is great. I love being outside evens Field. I wanna be an to Sedai, please let me be an Ayes Sedai. And she's just kind of just an ear beaver about everything yes she's um, the
0: only one who actually wants to be there <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> and she really uh is well enjoying her time with um moraine. The, the, yeah, right. well with moraine first and then the tuatha on particularly the oh one, the boy she dances I with is, is high pronounce his name is Aram. um and parent this bothers parent he's like aren't you with rand or something but and then but then her there's this moment um
0: yes her her na- the natural progression of relationships in the wheel of time i mean they're you're, you're you're destined to somebody since you're like five so that's that's who you're gonna end up with that's and right but, y- but even she's, when she's pushing at that yes her. even when you start mingling with other people right that's right <laughs> um and that's
1: just kind of shows that she wants to go beyond what she has known. Um, and I think it's all wrapped up and it's not special in any sort of way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. But she does, there is a moment here where she does kind of break down a bit where she shows that she's not entirely, you know, just thinking of, thinking forward, thinking about the future, thinking about the here and now. When she is, because they're all split up, she, she worries right. about um, mm-hmm. where they are. She says, tell me they're alive. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to Perrin. He's, he reassures her... Have partedly, I guess, um, and she's like, "Okay, thanks."
0: Yes. Bye. Good night. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I I think in general she's fine in this book. I mean, I I didn't particularly love her character in this book, but I mean, I, I a lot of that is knowing, and a lot of my reading of this and the first few books in general revolved around. Me knowing how much more I had to go, mm-hmm. so kind of like if if I wasn't immediately satisfied with how things were going, just kind of knowing that there there will be this stuff will be paid up, paid off at some at some point. Yeah,
1: yeah, I get that. you didn't didn't need something like like a big. Uh, Character revelation for all the characters early on because there's a lot of book. There's, right. a, there's a lot of series right. and, and a and lot it, of paper. Right,
0: <laughs> and it would be kind of weird to do that. That being said, one thing that was kind of a more major, not ma- necessarily major, but well, it is kind of major, um, when they're in Camelon, uh and kind of a bigger re- re- revelation to that is Rand meeting the princess of Andor. Or right. the, or da- let me phrase that: the daughter heir. <laughs> the daughter heir. Thank you. I forgot about that phrase. <laughs> what, <is it? laughs> um, what about it? Uh, that it's 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 just it's. I guess be a little surprising. I mean, I like that he, Jordan does this. That he meets someone so important in the world that early on. Okay. Uh because that wouldn't always be the case in the well. Yeah, I wouldn't always be the case because a lot of times it's like the end of the journey and like or near the end of the journey and like they finally meet the king or queen in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I but I also did kind of like the when he meets more just more gaze more Then when he mm-hmm. meets more she's then they're, they're well because she's caught sneaking in the garden, so they're right a, very distrustful. That's a uh, little bit
1: of happenstance, though, that he falls falls into the garden, and and she and Gwyn happen to be there. Yeah,
0: oh, Gwyn! That's
1: even. I per- I say yeah. I say Gwyn.
0: Not not Gawain. Yeah. Okay, so he's not a Green Knight. What? Gawain's <laughs> G- 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 not a Green Knight. What's a Green Knight? Oh, it's the King Arthur poem, but oh, I, I read it in high school. Don't ask me to actually like what it was about. Okay. But- <laughs> well, it's, it's clearly Arthurian,
1: so you know if. if yeah,
0: glad being the other one. Glad and ga-
1: if, yeah, if Gallant is more Arthur- Arthurian than you know. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't
1: know. know whatever. I'll probably it's, still say go because I've been saying it in my head for oh, goodness, ten years. No, I've like, I've over ten years. Yeah, yeah,
0: I have characters that are. Did I ever tell you um, that this is really random? Like when I was reading Kingkiller Chronicle, I initially thought his name was Kavathi.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: like I, I the longest time I thought I thought his name was Kavathi. And I think it was actually an interview with Vothis and he's like something about Croth. I'm like, Who's Croth? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, I was on team Edgween.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> and Ni-naive.
0: I thought it was Ninaive. Like yeah. I thought it I thought it was Naive. Because Ni-na-y-ve. that's phonetic. Yeah, I thought it was naive. I try to think of other pronunciations that like what were some initial pronunciations? Mm- well, most of them I'm just trying to puzzle out. I thought it was more jazz until this discussion. <laughs>
1: um, I, I I I had a Morgase. Mor- oh, more yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I do vowels like the Spanish vowels because I yeah. took Spanish for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's fair. T- I I don't. I'm trying to think of other um, other n- names that could be. Yeah, ni- ni- naive. I know is one that I did here. I think I I think we'd had enough discussions prior that I said Egwene pretty early on. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I probably would have been Adwen or something like that. Eggy. <laughs> Eggy. Egg- <laughs> <Eggie. laughs> Endearingly. <laughs>
1: um. Well, I want to move to something big here. Um, which is, uh, and you can tell me if you disagree with this movement, yeah. but mm-hmm. um. To uh, the notion of uh, destiny versus um, uh, being already there versus shaping it. Yeah. Okay. No. Let's go ahead. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's see, the the overall structure of the world of the world seems to mostly be that there is this this pattern of the world, um, which uh, you know,
0: Moiraine <laughs> talks about sometimes. Some Sometimes, you yes. Moraine Ma- Ma- talks about the pattern about as much as Nynaeve tugs her hair, her braid.
1: <laughs> as, which means slightly extensively. Um, so that's the general character of the world, and there are on- really only a few
0: folks... That have true plot armor. I mean, that are... Taviran and... And
1: yeah, I mean in-universe. <laughs> <laughs> I think we oh, both mean
0: in-universe. Yes, um, yes.
1: So beyond plot armor and literally being said to have the ability to warp the pattern around themselves. Like change the course of history. Change the course of history. Yeah. Um, and that would be uh, Ran, Matt, and Perrin. Um,
0: it's weird to me that they're considered Taviran, but like Gwen is not is she sexism? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> well, um, but but it is kind of because even how Jordan invites her, she is like a main character, right? So it is, and obviously not all the main characters like Moraine and Lan aren't together, and mm-hmm. um
1: and it, it, yeah, you you it's it's a little strange because you have um Egwene who is is nothing like. Rand, as far as like what what their des- her destiny seems to be or anything, um, but she's got greater prospects going for her than Matt. Matt's oh, Matt's just yeah, you know it's... crazy. Matt
0: doesn't. Really Whereas do...
1: Egwene is on track to Tar Tarvalon.
0: Yes. Oh, I that's the other real quick pronunciation. Tarvalon was. I mind. know. Yes, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. That's right. It's Tarvalon now, but it was tar- Tarvalon through at least a book and a half to two books.
1: But,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, no, I know. I. I. agree with that, and cause Matt doesn't really. Well, yeah, we can talk about Matt for a minute, because mm-hmm. but because there isn't a whole lot to there, say. There in isn't this book. a whole
1: lot to say. Um. He's, uh, the plucky mischief maker (laughs) young adventurer um but who really even i think even before um the the uh, the whole dagger thing he doesn't only have a a a dirty tongue which they absolutely establish um he, he has a he has a sharp tongue and he's not um he he's like he's a fun guy to be around, but he's doesn't always seem to be a very pleasant guy to be around because he does complain a lot. He,
0: yeah, he does. Yeah, and it's interesting because his 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 uh, I remember his introduction scene being him and Rand getting caught um, or being accused of like being caught like stealing, not like slacking on their chores like they're bringing up water or something for. Beltine. I thought they like caught an animal and released it. It might did, something did like I, that. Some sort of antic, something that they were doing.
1: Marion Pippin, sort of. <laughs> yeah, pretty, deal. pretty much. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Except Rand was kind of going along with it, but yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, I think you you mentioned before, uh, maybe maybe it was last episode, how um, you know, you have, uh, Rand, sort of getting kind of pulled. Both w- ways, like he he can be as like, you know, contemplative and inside his own head as Perrin is, um, but then he's also more um, susceptible to Matt's games and tricks. Yes, um, mm-hmm. than Perrin ever would be. Yes, so Ran's kind of Karen... in the middle
0: in that way. Yes. No. I yeah. I would agree with that with that kind of assessment. And you know
1: the the main character being balanced is not an uncommon thing. No,
0: no, it's no. I mean that the the fact that well, I mean the fact that Kvothe is n- Oh, Kvothe is balanced, I guess, but he's he has much more of a specific characterization than Rand. I think we talked about this whereas r- the main thing of that being Rand is a Rand is kind of just a subsection of the dominant culture in the world. Yes. Whereas Kvothe is very clearly from the outset, he's an outsider who like, slowly kind of worms his way in.
1: Well, I would go so far as to say that um, for uh, high fantasy, Kvothe is an unusually rich main character. Uh-huh. And it's not like Ran's a uh, criminally flat character no, you know, by no, any stretch of the no, imagination, but because he's working within more of an ensemble performance, he does have some <laughs> characteristics of um, what I might call the Mario effect. <laughs> oh, Of yeah. being just kind of the central, having some balanced elements to him.
0: Yeah, I, I really like that. It's like the Mario effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like him Harry. Inher- Harry is another good example, yes, Harry I'd Harry is say another good example. Harry from Harry Potter would be another good example of that. Fro- Frodo... Uh, kind... They're just Ki- not as, yeah, as many characters around him. Yeah.
1: Um, so I would put Harry and more in that realm. Yes.
0: Yeah. I would, yeah. I'm trying to think of main character-wise. Uh, Storm... well stormlight's weird because there isn't really one main character i mean there's a character that i would argue is kind of the kind of center character of the stormlight archive but there isn't really one central character but okay and um, we will certainly be discussing this (laughs) yes no we will definitely be discussing this just but just in the context of like, main characters in right. fantasy-type stories. Right, it's, it's, it's not as clear-cut. In, right. In, in the little of Stormlight,
1: I've already right. read, sure. d-
0: Song of Ice and Fire, There. well, if you really want to boil it down, there. well, it's, you know, let's not talk about Song of Ice and Fire, because that could get spoilery yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, because, yeah, because, yeah, that's going to get too spoilery real quick. Mm-hmm. But, but
1: suffice it to say, I can't think of someone you could put in that category no, anyway. So no. In that no. series. Um, but uh, s- speaking, I guess speaking of non-main characters, uh, let's talk about Lan.
0: Yes. He is your badass silent character for or your badass... For the sto- evening. Yeah, for the evening. For yeah. the year. For the year, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, for the year. Yes. He's uh, pretty stoic and that that's pretty much I don't want to say he's flat for a lot of the book, but you you since well, he's you, closed off, yeah, he, he, he's closed hard, you off. Don't
1: have a lot to right. examine,
0: you, exactly. Like your your perspective of him for most of the book is he his 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 single most important character trait in the function of the eye of the world is hey, I need to make sure everyone stays safe and like and not put up with gets in the way of that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And and he
1: has his, you know, expected scenes of um, teaching all the boys how to use their weapons yes. while allowing Moraine to take care of Egwene's curiosity. Um, and Nynaeve wants nothing to do with anything, same <laughs> with Tom. <laughs> um,
0: uh, did I... Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned in the last episode, but, I, like, Nynaeve has to get... Over herself, like she just. Does. I think
1: so, but, uh, yeah. I yeah, yeah, like it's, it, yeah, it's a it's like I, there. Are, there's a ways for her to go.
0: Yeah, I, I understand why she doesn't like like, Moraine. Like she feels like, she feels like Moraine is taking away, she, just like corrupting the boys and making them like, not be like good, even field men, whatever that means. Even um.
1: though every time she. Freaking spoke to them back in Eamonsfield. It was a they, battle. It, it yeah. was it was a battle, and they and it was always about them. You know, already not being good Eamonsfield men, or rather that there aren't any good Eamonsfield men, or close enough to them. except Tam. Everybody likes Tam.
0: Yes, of course. Yeah, because well, Tam's awesome. He, he is. Tam is the... all brands of awesome. Yes, from what we what we see of him in this book, he is. Mm-hmm. Um but he's a he's a he's he he has
1: cred with the women's circle for being a sensible man for the most but, part but, which but, is a rarity
0: yeah so it's, it's 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 amazing what happens when you're not like a <laughs> to people <laughs> but
1: well with rand matt and perrin running around i guess sensible men aren't the most common <laughs> thing in the world not but exactly like, matt's dad is fine Anyway, this is too t- tangential. Yeah,
0: <laughs> anyways. Uh, but yeah, le- but we do get, well, so there's two particular things with land that are noteworthy. I'll, I'll, I'll do the bad news before the good news. The, if you want to call it romance between him and Nynaeve. That's but th- that's when his defenses <laughs> go down when she <laughs> tracks him. I just and like... he I, says you tracked me I must have you it's <laughs> pretty much i mean cuz i just remember reading the book and all of a sudden she's talking there she's talking to him as if they were like in a serious committed relationship and it and like he's in, he's having this like deeply conflicted inner di- like dialogue with her and i'm like wait what <laughs> i'm like <laughs> There, you know, there there are there are glimmers of
1: light for um, some of the romances. Um, some that you wouldn't even expect um, that, that have real merit and weight to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's it doesn't get much better.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, well, and I It's almost, just
1: something that you have to take.
0: Which is fine. I mean, yeah, which is fine. And I actually kind of think that there is a... Well written and deep relationship there with Nynaeve and Land, but the first time I remember any sort of romance of them being discussed, it it's it just I'm presented with this discussion as if they've been together for like the whole book. Yeah. When yeah. When all the other all of Nynaeve's characterization is basically resisting everybody, and most of Land's characterization is being kind of stoic. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there is, like, a inter, an interesting relationship there, but at least in this book, it's not it's, it's not very interesting in how it's explored. Or, well, I, I wouldn't really say it's explored, but... <laughs> um,
1: and then, would your second thing be his
0: um, comparison to uh, Aragorn? Yes. I... Yes, because one to reveal that Lan is the basically long lost king of. He's the long lost king of the North. <laughs> <laughs> basically, the <laughs> one
1: difference is that it's um, is that Gondor was, um, still kicking at very the very least. It, mm-hmm. it was still the major city of, the, West,
0: in yes. in Middle
1: Earth. Mm-hmm. But um, Malkier is. A dead nation.
0: Yeah, I it's mean, gone. Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, yeah, it's. It,
1: do we know what 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 were the circumstances of Malkier's? Oh,
0: they explain it. They basically Because
1: exp- uh, I because I know it. I just want. To
0: know I no, they... they do explain it. it uh, I I don't know if it, I forget if it's a, the end of this book or the beginning of. I'm pretty sure it's the end of this book. Okay. Oh, uh, I think. Go ahead oh might they have yeah did they explore when they were in faldara yeah so i think it's i forget if that happened at the end of this book or the beginning of great hunt mm-hmm. but i mean i guess we can just say without being super spoilery it, that it's okay no go ahead it,
1: it was a um a borderland nation yeah um it was uh off, it, off to the east, um, next to, um, I believe, Saldea is...
0: nah oh, shoot, I have them mixed up. Um, there's a <laughs> we, there's yeah, a map. We, we have a handy map right here.
1: Where is the map?
0: It's not... The other books is in the... It's on the cover, or the inside cover. Uh, oh, no, we don't have a map. Oh, wait, here it is. Uh, oh, yeah, so she and our... Is next to Arifel. Here it is.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Shienar, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I thought. Saldea is to the west. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's off to the east um, to all the, the other four borderland nations, and it was one that was um, that was overtaken by the blight. It was lost to the blight, um, and in a similar way um, that Manatheran was lost. Yes. Um, not the blight extended down that far, but still, they sent Trollocs um, and just hammered away at manatherin until it was no more.
0: Wait, hold on. Manetheren is how you pronounce it. I do because I okay. I was saying Manetheren. Okay, that's pretty cool too. <sighs> See, this is just <laughs> pronunciation. are we'll conflicted. Ha- no, no. We'll have to do. We'll have to do like an episode where we just pronounce. Fantasy or science fiction names that could have that could conceivably have more than one correct pronunciation. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, will coexist for now, though. Yes. But anyways. Yeah. Um, but uh, your prediction is that um, Lan will lead forces into battle.
0: Yes, he's basically. I think at some point in the series. He's going, and I I make this prediction based off of the fact that this is is the only real meat of characterization we get of him so far. Mm -hmm. Is that he's basically not, well, it's more self-disgraced, because he, like Aragorn, like he kind of, by, well, no, I, I guess by choice he hasn't fully returned yet. But that he, I think that he will at some point gather his forces and take back the kind of Xi'anara and Spine of the World region. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, I will uh, withhold. <laughs> yeah, <Andrew>. Oh, <laughs>
0: yes, yes. Um, do we want to go into the climax now? Or do you Absolutely. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, yeah, yeah climax, climax. So
0: I'll segue real quick before I, before I forget to mention, I really lo- in terms of description, I we really might have talked a little bit about the. Cl- Sorry, I shouldn't
1: have interrupted you. But we, 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 I think we talked a little bit about the climax last episode.
0: Maybe I, I, I know we didn't talk about the fighting. Okay. Yeah. Did but... we talk
1: about um the 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 Baalzamon?
0: We talked. Um, maybe. Who cares? We're well, going to talk cares. about yeah. it again. Well, yeah, Please continue. <laughs> No, so I just... I thought that the way that Jordan describes the Blights was a really cool and kind of chilling, like... Like, I I, I really got a feel for the atmosphere, the kind of hostile, decaying atmosphere that they were walking through as our... At this point, the whole party... Well, the whole party minus... Unless you count Tom as part of the party. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's yeah um but at this point our whole party is heading towards the eye of the world, and mm-hmm. I really liked kind of the characterization of the blight and how it and kind of how it interacts with just nature, mm-hmm. including and, the sandworms from dune. Yes, yes
1: the <laughs> <laughs> a, wor- a worm pack is what she calls it.
0: Oh, okay, I was trying to think of what, um, I was trying to think of what reference you were going for with that, okay.
1: I mean, there are literally giant worms in the blight.
0: Oh, that's right, okay, okay, yeah, now I'm, now I'm vaguely remembering. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it is, um, you get the sense that, like, this is, this is what we get with, um, where, where the Dark One holds his domain, holds his kingdom, this is what we have. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have an idea of this type of thing from Mordor, for instance, but...
0: Yeah, M- Mordor is the best example thus far, yeah. But
1: this has more of... The Blight has more of a sense of... Because I think Mordor was supposed to be vaguely fascist. Yes. Um, whereas the, um, the Blight is more anarchic in nature
0: yeah um Mm -hmm. with
1: all the kind of the the things that just live happen to live there and it's just devoid of like civilization i i I think any kind of civilization
0: yeah and i think a big difference between this and mordor is that while both dark lords are not at their full strength Sauron is less imprisoned well I say this now, when Wheel of Time fans are laughing at me. Might be laughing at me, but Sauron is, seems to be less imprisoned at like kind of the beginning of the story than the Dark One does. Um, that's an interesting.
1: That's an interesting conversation I, to I, have. Much much later. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, I, I I only say that because you make you made the comparison of. Um, Mordor being more fascist and whatnot, and I only say that because they—they're the leader of the pe- of like the creatures in Mordor has more of an actual presence. Well, it just kind of well the bl-
1: the first thing is that the blight's bigger, like a lot. Oh yes, yeah, because yeah, it stretches as the... much of a of a dwelling as it is a an expanse it, of sorts. Because
0: it's basically the whole northern. Section of
1: app, right? Yeah. So you yeah. don't have everywhere in the blight, um, mergrels making trollocs and like trollocs drilling for war. No, or anything. no. It's... You just have just chaos with these with the worms and the weird plants and yeah. whatever else is happening there. So the climax. <laughs> yes. They go through the Blight, and they get to... What is the Green... Do the, does the Green Man's place have a name?
0: I do not remember. Probably, because most things in epic fantasy and the of time, is no exception to this at all, have, <laughs> have some sort of special name. But, yeah, so they arrive there, and basically... Stuff happens with the Eye of the World and the Green Man, and there's some cool. It's, I'm, there. I'm
1: just reading it here. This is the Green Man's place. Uh, it's <laughs> it's oh, a boy. direct quote. Sorry. <laughs> of um, course. <laughs> so they get there, and um, they're going to see the Eye of the World. And is it what? I'm trying to. I'm, 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 I'm trying not to spoil. If there's any spoilerage to have it's um, the
0: last untainted bit of say dar sidey sidey still mixing that up Cideen. um it might i think
1: it's relatively i'm gonna take a chance i think it's relatively clear that like rand use gets to use it oh yeah no he, he uses. no
0: that's at least in my read that was pretty explicitly clear
1: Mm-hmm. yeah um and uh then I lost my train of thought. Um,
0: then he no. uses it either world, but you can because he doesn't he doesn't use it until the Forsaken show up. Right, um,
1: but he and then he's he's still he, he doesn't draw on it until he's fighting Agonor slash Baalzamon.
0: Oh yes,
1: um, okay, yeah. After mm. the the initial phase of the climax, which is um, the Forsaken basically so
0: it's, uh, it's ajun so it's basically Ajinor and and Belfanel.
1: and, and balfanel yeah um and they um just uh just freaking th- throw rant land like a ragdoll and um are
0: so this, this is where uh, you're this is where the final bosses of the game show up yeah that's right
1: <laughs> uh it's a yeah yeah a mini boss for the first you know whatever um but uh or or final boss for the whole. Yeah, I, I would but, say they're a
0: little more than mini bosses, but anyways. <laughs> but they find
1: Moraine a little surprising, a little, but certainly not too much to handle, and we're like, whoa, these are like the big protectors that we went out with, and the Forsaken are just laughing at
0: them. Yeah, the the best description of their power in that is that Moraine basically opens up a chasm under Ajinor's feet and like wreaths him in flame, like she creates another firewall, and like. Does it, I think she went to one or two other channeling things, and Azuremord basically walks, calmly walks above on air in the chasm through the fire, basically, basically kind of like laughing at her and kind of or kind of like smirking. Yeah, and he's, he's smirking yeah. or grinning or something like that. Like it, yeah, go ahead. That's it. Yeah, and so I thought and then does he, does he basically then just chase he like basically probably like. He does away with her somehow. I yeah, forget. but she's
1: fine. I don't. Yeah, know I mean, yeah, she, she, we just hear her scream as Rand runs away. That's
0: right. Yeah, and then Agnor goes after him. Yeah, that's where, where why I wasn't picturing like what he does exactly. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then he Rand manages to um, use the use the eye, despite. Um, Baal Zaman's earlier insistence that it will never be his and then it totally of, becomes
0: his of course <laughs> wait real quick before we continue that the so the book's called the eye of the world the eye of the world well it's mentioned throughout the book but you don't they aren't they aren't it doesn't really become an active plot thing until like three-quarters to, like, four-fifths of the book is done.
1: So that's... It's true that they could have um, been headed towards the eye of the world from fairly early on as opposed to just Camelon or um, Tar-Vallon, Or tar yeah. Um, Is it... I don't... I admit I don't remember why they even do it at any point. Oh. Is is uh is is Moraine hoping to is, get something out of the Green Man? Um, is she hope because they don't? I don't think they um expect to find what they find, which is the horn and the seal. No, they in the eye.
0: They definitely do they not expect ex- that. They de- so that's not
1: what they're going no, for. No, they definitely are not expecting the
0: horn. I don't know though. if
1: Moraine is low key ex- wanting Rand to use the eye.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I absolutely think that that she wants him to use the eye, like, for one re- like, one way or another, like, I mean, her, her whole, like, yeah, one way or another, she wants him to use the eye, I mean, her, the very last, per- like, page of the book is Moraine's point of view, where she basically is, like, low-key celebrating, I found him, like, I found the dragon. Like, meaning, Rand, declaring, like, Rand as the dragon. Like, to herself, of course. <laughs> right, to, to herself, right. Because um, I, I
1: I don't remember Jack that happens in Faldara. I don't. <laughs> so, I don't know why they
0: went or anything. They're, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, fans are going to be, like, screaming at us right oh, now. Oh, they are. But, because, oh, yeah. like, it, is it... and and they're, and they're much more
1: angry at me, probably.
0: Yeah, because there's a catalyst that happens... That oh, wait, I think that they're kind of so either Trolloc, Trollocs or White Cloaks because they, they go straight from Camelin. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have, that's yeah, yeah. So, but
1: yeah, it's uh, it's a um, it's a complaint that like I, you know, don't yet agree with because like i don't remember enough but like i thoroughly accept that maybe uh the eye of the world in in more typical narrative fashion should have been a driving force um earlier on as you say
0: right and it's not a big deal like it, it from one hand that could be viewed as positive it, it's it's not simply a MacGuffin. well i mean it it does kind of become a mcguffin but it's not like it's the uh, mcguffin that's driving the whole story um but it is kind of unclear one thing it, it is kind of unclear what their kind of goal is in the book other than to get to tarvalon
1: mm-hmm. and then um, it does suddenly shift yeah yeah, yeah
0: so which is which i think ultimately really works well because i mean what what were they gonna if they if they got to tarvalon in this book what were they gonna do i mean that would that have been the... Would there have been some sort of confronta- big confrontation like right before they get to Harvallon? Like, I'm trying to think if if they... No, I mean... The, yeah, basically, if they had gone to Harvallon instead of, of to the Eye of the World, like...
1: Well, that would have been yeah. a very different climax, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: that, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. It's like it would have been a very different climax and... It, it kind of it would kind of it kind of throws the whole trajectory of the series off. <laughs> but,
1: and I I would have more comments about the um, use of an effectiveness of the eye of the world um, in light of next books events. Um, mm-hmm. So I will not get into it now.
0: No, that's fine. Yeah, we yeah we. I mean, I thought it was cool to see Rand channeling. I mean, oh yeah, like basically, because it's, 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 he, it,
1: him doing it um, directly and with consciousness is something that we've been waiting for the yes, whole book. Yes,
0: because the and my favorite section of that was so the the Shianarans and people from Faldira they'd all gone off to to fight to fight a big battle against Trollocs. Which it wasn't really. Which is just clear. Tuesday. Yeah, which yeah, which it wasn't the really. Border, exactly. So it wasn't really clear. Like I, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to think of that battle as like significant, other than like. What a normal, like you said, like, a Tuesday for them. <laughs> um, but it was cool, because Van basically shows up, and he destroys what's, he basically makes mincemeat out of the Trolloc army, like, by himself. <laughs> When's this? Uh, it's, 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 it's um, oh, like, so Van basically flies to, or I don't know, I don't know if he flies, basically he transports, somehow transports himself to where the battle is happening and then he just starts he, he uses earth mostly cuz i remember he like makes waves of the ground and that type of stuff
1: is this in some uh, is this in the dream world i is this in uh, an alternate world you know i suspect that's not in this book
0: no no it is no, no it is because he's range ch- he's channeling and, no, hold on this is during the fight with Zaman? no this this happens hold on like I this I am going to we've each got a book <laughs> yeah this is we each got our own no little... I, I actually like do want to make... trade
1: paperback tour copy.
0: Do want sure his This
1: makes me. This um, reminds me of certain scenes um, that are later.
0: Um, no, wait. Okay. All right. Here. So he's seven fifty nine. Yeah, he's. Let me see how he gets there. So it, it,
1: yeah, That's what I said. So it
0: is. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes. Here we f- go. Yeah. Fades and hundreds rode across the front of the horde. The this fierce, is blah blah blah. blah. Trollocs. Blah blah. blah Drakkar. He, meaning Rand, stared at them. Heat filled him—the burning heat of a touched sun. Blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah.
1: So this is this, but this is a part of their battle, which has kind of entered into. Not quite known territory. Yes. Um, I don't think that we should read this as like in the context of you know the world that we've been working within this entire book rand is now literally in front of an army of trollocs and he's literally you know obliterating them it's within the context of this almost uh, otherworldly metaphorical i
0: I kind of read it as kind of the dragon is kind of the dragon is kind of inhabiting him, and like basic, like kind of pseudo avatar state, like where he's he is in control of his actions, but like there's other thing, like his past lives are influencing, him, influencing mm-hmm. him. Okay, uh, and so that's how he has the knowledge to like use because it's not entirely him that's Why? using earth and fire mm-hmm. and light and well, lightnings like. Light. Not an ele- one of the elements, but yeah. So,
1: is this? Oh, so so
0: he's okay. So is he affecting the? He's affecting the battle. He wins that. He effectively wins the battle for the Shienar. Oh the my gosh! Ar- see,
1: see, this is yeah.
0: See, this is <laughs> this is
1: this is what happens. Oh, um, but things are things are. Things are, in my defense, things are things are kind of low. I, I I'm not going to get into this too much because we're running out of time here. But it's it's the way in which sometimes um, Jordan reveals
0: things. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into this later. <laughs> is
1: is you don't realize that he revealed it? <laughs> um, yeah, especially when you know in in just kind of just a, a couple chapters earlier, what it means to suddenly change scenes is that they enter the dream world. Um, yeah. Not literally, but just... at another part of the book, that's what that means is that it's it's in the dream world as opposed right. to in this one case. He's, yeah, that he's makes sense. Uh, He's going after uh,
0: an outcome. That makes sense. Uh, so, any other general... Well... Any other thoughts before we kind of close out? Uh, no, no. So I've, I've gotten everything out. So here's kind of the two kind of last things. Under what conditions do we recommend the Eye of the World? <laughs> well,
1: well, okay, this kind of goes back to you, you. You'd be able to answer this more than me because um, for anyone who obviously you know hasn't, well. I, what I can say is that if you are looking to get started in epic fantasy in high fantasy, the high point of this um, going into this is that this is gives you a this book gives mm. you a perfect idea of what to expect with epic fantasy high fantasy there's yeah, there's uh, very that. few books that give you as like comprehensive an idea of what yeah. to expect yeah um now and, and that's kind of just talking about this book because there's the added trouble of if you're gonna you might not want to start with a 14 book series but i'm talking about eye of the world not wheel of time right
0: and and, and it's interesting because i would it, it's it's difficult for me to it's, it's difficult for me to talk about recommending The Eye of the World without going into the discussion of recommending The Wheel of Time, which I obviously That's have fair. not finished, because when I initially read it, the reason I like kind of stopped after Eye of the World was that I didn't want to quite go into the whole series yet, because I wanted to make sure it got its own time. So yes. I, so it it, it is... I, I I absolutely agree with your kind of assessment of The Eye of the World as... A pretty comprehensive intro to epic fantasy of sorts. But what what more would you
1: have to say to readers who are, who who might not have picked this up that are already somewhat versed in epic fantasy? Because I think you'd be better equipped to talk to people who um, would not be who would not uh, be going into this as this is the default of.
0: Fantasy. Of,
1: of of big fantasy, which is what happened to me because this is my this was my first, not my first, but in some ways first foray. What would you have to say to people who are coming off of sim, in some ways, similar stuff like
0: you I? Did? Yeah, I'd say, and I say this about a lot of longer series know kind of know what you're getting into. Uh now this is more real Yeah, I would say just kind of know what you're getting into and that this is a fourteen book long series, which I have heard am assuming and hope will have some very cool and awesome payoffs. Um It does. (laughs) It does. Yes. And so Yeah, so that's I guess all, I would have to say, uh, other than what you already said about the of the World. So do we have a, you had a, a pretty pretty clever real-world application for this particular book.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, What would really sum, sum it up is, it's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to.
0: Thank you, Gandalf.
1: You're welcome. That was
0: Bilbo. That is great. I know my I know my epic fantasy, as you can tell, as you can tell. All right. Well, well same role, kind of. Yeah,
1: kind yeah. of. Yeah. Both the yeah. old, both actors, both named Ian. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yes. Um. But uh, you got an, got anything else in that vein or any other vein?
0: No. No. I. Yeah. We basically go on don't be afraid to kind of go on journeys and be kind of uh, or don't be afraid to go on journeys but also be ready for the unexpected and don't be afraid of your destination either oh oh boy all right all right We're, We're, we're we're gonna have several discussions about those words and ideals later Yes, Uh, but
1: until then, um, this has been Acolytes and Merlin finishing up Eye of the World. We will be um, doing uh, Great Hunt, presumably. This is the second book, unless um, anything changes. mm -hmm. Um, But until then, uh, we are your hosts, John. And Johnny. And we will see you next time.